0: Welcome to Evan Makovsky's Business Podcast. I am your host, Evan Makovsky, and it's my pleasure to have an all-star on the program. And that is Asa Fleming. He's a realtor for Alan Tate. Asa, thank you so much for making the time and uh, educating us folks on the real estate industry.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, let's, let's start with uh, you and real estate. What is it about real estate that first attracted you to the field that you thought you could succeed at it? How did you get into the residential real estate business?
1: Sure. So, you know, I, I started my real estate career in New York City in Queens. And, um, you know, at the time I was working, you know, as a supervisor for New York hospital at the time it was New York Presbyterian. We had um, merge with Columbia Presbyterian on the West side of Manhattan and um, just knew that corporate America wasn't for me. Um, I found myself in a room with 78 managers and 50 jobs because of that merger. And although I survived it, I started looking for something else, you know, where I could sort of kill my own food, you know, if that makes, if that makes sense. And so I, I looked at, you know, providing shelter. I thought that that was one of the um, physiological needs uh, from uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And I figured people will always need shelter. And so when I talked to some real estate agents in New York and, um, you know, they were telling me, you know, if you want a really good industry, a career uh, that will be um, successful, something that will give you flexibility, uh, that this is the business. Real estate is the way to go. And, um, you know, what great. Um, I would say, the motive for getting involved in helping people find shelter. Uh, people will always need it, and um, I wanted to be involved in providing
0: it. Many agents, ASA, understandably struggle early on in their careers. At what point in your career did you achieve wins and felt you could have a good to great career in that industry, real estate?
1: Well, you know, I so I was in New York City. I decided to come to North, back to North Carolina, I'm NC State grad, and so I came back to North Carolina um, to sort of, you know, start a family and get my life going. And uh, it was difficult at first. You know, I came back right when, um, you know, right after the World Trade was hit in two thousand one. So I got to Raleigh, I think, around August of two thousand one. Uh, was uh, became a realtor. I got my license at the end of 2001, became a realtor in 2002. And it was a little bit of a struggle because, you know, nobody was buying real estate. But then we had some pretty good years. I was starting to get my feet wet down here, 2003, four and five. And then around 2006 or seven, it's when I really, you know, I was involved with the Association of Realtors here in Raleigh. And, and once I started meeting people who were you know, in the know, who were in the leadership, in the association, uh, engage with the business of real estate and not just selling real estate, that's when I knew that I could make a career out of it.
0: What are the, some of the attributes that make a successful real estate agent you see during your time in the business and in 2022 present moment? Have you seen the business change by way of technology or any other factors?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, technology has changed the business dramatically. When I first started, uh, I think when I, well when I first got here in, in North Carolina, everybody had a key <laughs> uh, to unlock uh, your your um, listings and things like that. Um, they had just transferred over to an MLS system, which uh, and also had a centralized showing system where you could actually show other people's listings with just signing up online and uh, scheduling the appointments online. You fast forward till today, you know, websites were a big thing back then. Now it got into cell phones, the, the event of the smartphone really changed the business. Um, the laptops, things like that really started to change the business of real estate. And then to have the amount of data that we are, are seeing now available to people has just changed it. You know, the iBuyers have changed the this, this system. And, you know, what I think makes a real estate agent successful is, you know, you're always changing, right? You're always changing with it. But you have to always remember that this is a relationship business. It's about building enduring relationships with people. And once you do that and you're willing to do the necessary current activities, the daily activities that um, are necessary for this business, you will be successful in it. One other thing is you have to love what you do. You're going to get people from all different walks of life. But if you love what you do, you're able to navigate those people and, and use interpersonal skills. Uh, to have a successful outcome every
0: time. It's been a wacky time this year in real estate. How has the housing industry shortage, especially this past spring, affected you, your business, your team, and clients?
1: Well, you know, during the pandemic, I had one of the best years ever, if not the best year I've ever had. Um, seeing the housing shortages uh, have really, you know, affected affordable housing, and um, you know, a lot of my clients uh, are first-time home buyers. I kind of focus on that realm, um, and you know, to see them priced out of it because of the demand is just very sad. You know, it, it's it's heartbreaking. Uh, you you see them with the desire to want to buy a home, but just not aren't financially able to do it, and so that to me is what the housing shortage has had the biggest impact on those. First time home buyers coming into the market that want to buy a home. They want to get out of renting, but they just aren't financially able to do it.
0: Right. Because there's, there's little supply and more demand and they may run up against people. Correct me if I'm wrong, who may be willing to bid up the asking price or, or whatever it is or have more money to bring to close or due diligence that kind of, the way I heard it is, the average American was very affected because, with that shortage, they would run up against like you, like like you mentioned, um, maybe significantly wealthy people vying for the same piece of property.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I've been in situations. I've had my own personal listing where you had you know over forty offers. You know, all but three of them cash. Um, We have due diligence here, you know, excess of $10,000, $20,000. My my absolute uh, uh, winner on due diligence is $100,000 down. And not everyone has that type of liquidity walking around. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, being able to compete in that type of environment is very difficult. We're, you know, consistently one of the top places to live in the country. I am the uh, chair of the planning board here for Wake County and we get about 25,000 people a year, but we're um, only building about like, uh, close to a little under 9,000 homes uh, uh, for the past few years. So it's it's challenging. And when you have that kind of demand and people willing to pay from other areas of the country, willing to pay, they, they see this as affordable to them. You know, um, it's difficult for the people that are here already that are trying to get into that first time homebuyer space and, and uh, have a home of their own.
0: Raleigh is kind of an in-between market. And when I mean in between New York, per se, where you're from, um, people are not necessarily returning to the office like they did before the pandemic. Maybe the person who used to come in five days a week maybe comes in two to three days a week. And I don't think it's ever going back to the way... It was before. During the pandemic, people left big cities for the burbs. Now people are returning to the cities, but as I just mentioned, work has changed and many work remote or have a hybrid setup. It appears, unless it's essential for you to be in the office five days a week or at your workplace, that working full-time, not hybrid, working full-time at the office is kind of a thing in the thing of the past, there obviously is an influx to certain places like Raleigh, but cities, suburbs, rural areas, how has the pandemic changed the real estate market speaking present moment?
1: Oh, well, I mean, it's definitely uh, changed where people are choosing to live. And I remember, and I say about 10 years ago, the whole thing was live, work, play in the same environment, right? I want to be able to go to work, go downstairs, grab some Grab some to drink or something to eat. Go to my house, you know, without having to get into my car. Well, the pandemic shifted that. People started looking for more space. Um, you know, they weren't, you know, like you said, you know, required to come into the office. They started discovering things like Zoom and things you know that they can get a lot of their meetings and work done. I think that's, you know, my personal opinion is that that's that's how it's going to be from now on. It's going to be maybe a hybrid at best. But uh, you're going to see a lot of people, you know, um, you know, working from home, having a lot more space where they don't have to be right up on top of each other. Um, But they still want that access to, you know, go out, have something to eat, grab a couple of drinks with some friends uh, without having to get in their car for an enormous period of time. So you're going to see a lot of the suburbial cities and, you know, bedroom communities start to have commercial aspects of their own. Uh, where they have restaurants and other places to go for entertainment uh, for families that decide to do that. But, you know, the the, the thing that I think stands out the the most from that is that, you know, maybe I don't know what the commercial market does, you know, maybe they repurpose a lot of those buildings, you know, maybe they turn them into condominiums. Um, I am not fully convinced that people are going to return to the office as before. I think we're, we've seen the last of that.
0: You and I have spoken prior to this interview and you've told me about some of your, if I want to say guiding principles for things you ask when you check with former clients, current clients. I don't want to give away your secrets here, so I'll just let you disclose whatever you'd like to, but what are some guiding principles professionally for you?
1: Me, I believe in having, you know, a high degree of integrity. I use education with my clients. I feel that if I can leave you with, you know, your awareness as you know, you raise your awareness on a topic that you weren't familiar with before as it relates to real estate, and that's a win because you learn something, right? But um, I've always believed in, you know, if anyone that knows me will say, you know, you have to breathe out in order to breathe in. And for me, that means just another way of saying you got to give before you receive. And so I try to give the very best service that I can give to a client and that way they'll feel appreciated, feel like they've been done correctly uh, and, um, you know, refer me to other clients, you know, uh, and that's how I keep my business going. I I think another secret for me is having stick-to-itiveness. This business gets very difficult sometimes. And when you have the determination to stay in it, you know, realize that your mission is helping people realize home ownership. Um, you're, if you have that stick and that um, you know that determination and that tenacious drive to succeed and help people, then you will be successful in this business. If you're in it just for the money, or you know it's just something you're trying to see what's going to happen, you, your heart is somewhere else. You know, this isn't the business for you.
0: Asa, I, I don't want to uh, embarrass you. I know you've won national awards. Uh, maybe if you could just tell the audience some of the real estate awards that you've collected over the years
1: oh um you know uh never was in it for any of that but you know just i guess on the governance side you know i've been realtor of the year my local association i've been realtor of the year for the state which is you know recognized by the national association for that as well um i've won the ben ball community award one of my things is i've always and that's the state of you know state association award I've always been involved with my community. I always say, I have this thing that I say, I, I I believe in being involved with my community, my clients and my industry, you know, and so I've won that and then numerous, you know, monthly uh, sales awards at the office and and different companies I've worked at and as well as uh, annual awards.
0: And how can
1: folks get in touch with you Oh, my number is public information. They can give me a call 919-454-6480 or just visit my website uh, or email me at asa.fleming at allantate.com.
0: Asa, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. It's great having you on and you seem like an extremely principled person and it seems like it's served you extremely well, especially professionally when it comes to real estate.
1: Well, thank you for having me. And um, I appreciate those words. You know, I always feel if you're going to get into the business of real estate, you know, get engaged in the business of real estate as well. And it's not, it's about a little bit more than just a commission check.
0: All right. I want to thank Asa Fleming of Allen Tate Real Estate. He's a realtor for joining today's program. I'm Evan Makofsky. Thank you for listening to my business podcast. And we will see you on the next episode.